0: Hey everyone, and welcome to season three of the show. This is your host, me, Matthew Kirby, and I can't believe we've come this far with our honest conversations, and we can't stop now. We are continuing to evolve and adjust to have those real conversations that we so desperately need. To my fans, thank you for your continued love and support of the show. To my first timers, hey y'all, thank you for joining us. We have some big changes on the horizon, ooh and I can't wait to spill the tea. In the meantime, in between time, thank you for listening and enjoy today's episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Honest Human Resources podcast with your host, me, Matthew Kirby, and today, you know, I wanted to get into a topic that you know we we've all been talking about this topic for you know umpteen amount of jobs amount of coworkers, amount of years but just really this whole thing about and especially for us black folks this whole thing about hair in the workplace you know when i think about and i'm gonna get into this more over the course of the show but when i think about even my own experiences with this topic you know i thought about this being something not only important to talk about but honestly really to kind of you know get a get a sense on you know how many other similar stories that there are like this. So today's topic we're going to be talking about is black hair in the workplace. We have a awesome and pretty dope co-host that's going to be joining in on this conversation and then talking about some of not only her journeys personally but also some of the things that She's heard her clients say about this very same topic. So without any further ado, let's just get right into it. So we have Ashley, who is a 31-year-old Bay Area native. She works in accounting by day and braids hair as a side hustle. Everyone, welcome to the show. Ashley, how you doing?
1: Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me today.
0: Yeah, no worries. Thanks for joining us on the show today. So I really appreciate it. You know, when I think about, like, all the, like, Bay Area chats and everything we in and it p- folks be asking, especially when they're new to the Bay Area, like, where can I get my hair done, braided, da-da-da-da-da, nine times out of ten, at some point, I see your name pop up. So, I'm really interested and excited to hear your perspective on this and just overall have some good conversation about, you know, this thing called black hair. So, you know, just before we get into all of that, why don't you tell us more? about yourself so we can get a better picture.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, like you mentioned, I'm 31 years old. I'm a Bay Area native. Um, my 9 to 5, I work for um, a CPA firm as an assistant. And then, you know, my side hustle and kind of the thing that keeps me sane um and just keeps my creative mind flowing is uh, braiding hair. I do it like on weekends and sometimes after work. It's kind of become a bigger deal than I thought it would be when I first started, but it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, For fun, you know, I just like to hang out in the Bay, do brunches and, you know, the typical things that millennials are out here doing, traveling and all that stuff. And, you know, braiding helps me pay for the, pay for the fun. while my job pays this expensive Bay Area rent. Right.
0: Absolutely. You know, You know, we we get a lot of uh, flack out here for the high prices, but it's one of those things where, and I've said this in other shows, you know, sometimes, you know, you need a job and a side hustle to make things work. So, you know, clearly, and for those folks, let me offer my little disclaimer here. For those of you that aren't familiar with what the Bay Area is, we're talking about California. So think about San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose, all of that. Because every once in a while, I get folks who are not familiar with the Bay Area. So I just like to put that out there. But needless to say, you know, in addition to, and you kind of hinted at this already, but needless to say, you know, I I, I tend to ask this question of every host, you know, just before we get into the topic and everything. So I want to get your take on how are you a human resource?
1: That's a very good question. So by, by day, you know, I'm a human resource because I help things go smooth, you know, in my day job, um, in accounting. So that's how I'm a human resource there. But just on like a more personal tip, I feel like I'm a human resource because um, I help Black women feel and look beautiful when it comes to their hair. Um, and I also help them protect their hair um, which also makes them feel beautiful when they take their perspe- pre- sorry, protective hairstyles down. Um, So I feel like that is how I'm a human resource.
0: Okay, no, I like that. And, you know, like I was even telling you before this recording, I always like to get people to see and understand that HR just isn't typically for like corporate workplaces. We all have something to bring to the table nine times out of 10 outside of what we do during the day and we all collectively are those honest human resources as well. So, no, I appreciate your feedback on
1: that. Yeah, it was definitely a a good perspective um, and a different way to look at the term of human resources.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, for many of those who are either uh, first-time listeners or current listeners from the seed from the very beginning, you know, it's one of those things where, You know, thinking about HR in my mind, especially for those who know me in real life, I'm always looking to uh, put a different twist, twist, and perspective on things. So, you know, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. But for all the impatient folks out there, who's like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and jump into this thing. Let's let's talk about some good things. So, you know, what are the things that I'm thinking? And I ask this in a sense, outside looking in, because when we think about you know, kind of like the hair in the workplace, one of the things that, you know, most folks uh, fall back on is like Black women, right? And while there's more people for sure that are encompassed in some of those same kind of problems, from that kind of perspective, you know, is it, you know, from your perspective, is it really a big problem in the workplace?
1: Um, I still like, I don't know if it's necessarily a problem, but it's an annoyance. Yeah. Um Okay. What meaning? So I don't feel um like I don't feel like my hair has kept me from opportunities. I don't feel like I have been necessarily discriminated against because of my hair in my experience. I know it happens, but for me, I haven't had that. Um however I have had situations where I Get a new hairstyle, and I have extreme anxiety about going into work the next day because I know that people are gonna be asking me a million questions surrounding me like I'm a circus animal, you know, trying to figure out how I wash my hair, which is like a question that just blows my mind. Um, so it's an annoyance in that sense. It's like when I walk through the door, I come here to do my job, I don't come here to have you ask me. Five billion questions about my hair. So that's what I mean. Right. When I say th- it's an annoyance.
0: I got you, and it's one of those things where you know, just for just for my non-black listeners on here, nine times out of ten, and Ashley was so nice putting it this way, but she probably talking about white people and other non-black people because you know, just being in this race in this space, you know we we embrace switching up our hairstyles you know just as you know fellow black folks and all that and especially on the women's side you know sometimes y'all you know may wear your hair down or up or braided or whatever the case may be so just out of curiosity like do you have kind of like a, I don't know like a safe quote-unquote hairstyle or like what what in a sense is like your your default hairstyle to kind of you know, avoid all of those millions of questions with other styles that you want?
1: Oh, I, I don't have a style that I wear to avoid it. I don't avoid mm-hmm. it. Um, it's annoying. And what I usually do in those situations is some questions I'll answer. Other ones I'll answer with like a smart remark. Um, but I wear my hair all different ways. I um, mean, I change my hair frequently. I'll, I have braids mm-hmm. right now and they're to my waist. Um... I wear faux locks. Sometimes I wear my natural hair in like two braids or two flat twists. I wear a sew-in. I change my hair um, and I just realized that that is how I feel comfortable. I enjoy changing my hair. Um, Google and YouTube are amazing resources for people who have a million questions and I like refuse to stick to a simple hairstyle um, just to make you know, non black people feel comfortable or to field off the questions. So no, I don't have Mm. a a default safe style. I wear my hair how I want.
0: Well no, I'm I'm loving it. And, you know, contrary to like even your experiences, you know, it's unfortunate that folks do kind of feel, you know, feel that way about it. And it's and it's just one of those things where, you know, I'll pick on you some more in a sense, you know, what are some of those you know, kind of like annoying, either responses or questions or whatever that you get whenever you do switch up the hair.
1: Um, so when I get braids, the most annoying question um, that I get is how do you wash? How do you wash it? Um, the reason it is annoying is because I feel like it implies that we don't wash our braids. Um, because the thing is, how do you wash hair? You wash hair with shampoo, and you wash hair with water. Um, so, if I have braids in my hair, then I'm still gonna wash it the same way that I would any hair. So usually my rep- my response is, "How do you wash your hair?" Um, and I've had clients who were new to braids who said, "You know, can you let me know how to wash it?" But I can understand that coming from them because they are clients with braids. So if you are a coworker who does not wear braids, who you're not planning on getting braids, why do you need to know how I wash it? You're not asking me how, you're asking me if. So that's one thing that really annoys me. Um, like it annoys, annoys me to my core. Um, and a couple of responses I've given is, I mean, how do you wash your hair? And then it's radio silence. Um, another answer I give is I'll say, oh, so are you planning on getting braids? Like, is this why you have so many questions? Um, so sometimes when I'm just like fed up, I'll shoot those little responses out. Um, another annoying thing that happens, um, is I've had people tell me or imply that I'm either related to another black person or I have to know another black person because our <laughs> hair is similar. Um, right.
0: Cause we, and we all look alike, you know how that goes. Every right. black person. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I had, um, I had started a new job Uh, it was a few years back and um, it was my first day I was referred by my sister who was an intern there at the time she has locks Um, I wore my hair in two like flat twists so picture a french braid but instead of a braid twists. so I had a manager um, she was a white woman and I walk in on my first day and she goes oh my goodness I can tell you and her are related because you guys have the same hair. Made no sense. Oh. Um you know like how does that even make sense? We don't have the same hair because she has locks, but that still just makes mm. no sense. Um another time I I wore my hair blown out and I came in and at that point I was working like 6:30, I would start work at 6:30 in the morning. So I decided to uh-huh. blow out my hair and curl it. Um, I walk in the office super early and I, I had a coworker, older Filipino lady. Um, And we also had a, a coworker who worked remotely from Virginia. I was new to the company. The woman who worked remotely from Virginia had been there 14 years. I'd never seen her because she works remotely from Virginia and I'm in California. So since my hair was blown out and curled, Um, The woman asked me, it's 6.30 in the morning. I hadn't even had a cup of coffee. Oh, is that your real hair? Okay. First of all, why? Second of all, so then she goes, oh, do you know Tiffany? The coworker who works out of state. No, I don't know her. Oh, she changes her hair like this too. She has hair like yours. So now I know this woman who lives in Virginia who's lived in Virginia since I've started because she changes her hair and I just changed mine. So those are some of the things that are super annoying. And of course, can I touch it?
0: And especially with that, like how, how do you manage like that part of it? Like, you know, have you had others that have successfully touched your hair and, you know, you you know, you reacted or, are you pretty good about blocking unwanted um, fingers in your hair? How do, you, how do you manage that part?
1: Um. So the funniest thing is the first time that I had someone touch my hair, um, I was at work and it was back when I used to wear my hair straight a lot. And this older black woman walked up to me and I had just got my hair done like the day before. And she run, ran her fingers through my hair. And I just like, I was like mortified. And that was like the first time that I ever had someone touch my hair. Um, and wait, you
0: said that was a black woman too.
1: It was an older black woman. It was just like, she ran her hands through my hair and was like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. Um, So it was a different touch than like the, the touches that I've gotten from non-black people, but it was definitely disgusting because I don't want like, like black or not. I don't want people's fingers in my hair unless they're Mm -hmm. styling it or helping me take down my braids. Um, And then the same white manager that said that I was related, that I had to be related to my sister, um, she touched my hair when I had braids, um, but they were like different colors. And she walked up to me and like touched my hair like it was a hot stove. Like she knew she wasn't supposed to be doing it. So she just went in and like touched it real quick and like pulled her hand back. And I was just like, I just like let out a deep sigh, Um, but I've never been able to like dodge a touch. I did let someone touch my hair. Um, I had a coworker, and she she was talking to me about my hair, but it was in a way that did not feel like I was a science project. Um, I had faux Mm -hmm. locks, and she just wanted to know if the locks were the fake locks were soft. Um, and so she was like, Can I feel if it's soft? And I said, you know, I pulled the lock out and I let her feel the lock. Um, but that was the only time that I've actually given someone permission and only because I felt like the way that she asked me did not make me feel uncomfortable. It felt the same way that I felt when um like my black friends who are kind of familiar with the styles ask me, you know, oh, are those like are they lightweight? How do they feel? You know. Um, And that's how I felt. So I just kind of let her do that.
0: I got you. And, you know, I know you were saying like earlier, you know, preferably you don't want nobody um, touching your hair if they not help you take out braids or anything like that. So I kind of think and, you know, wanted to get your take on, you know, if, you know, folks who, you know, are other races and all that, is it a thing where ideally you'd be more open if they came correct, or, you know, is it a thing where you feel like they, maybe who knows, I don't know, they they got good intentions and in heart, but just go about doing it wrong?
1: No, I I I don't. I feel like we don't walk around asking white people or non-black people to touch their hair all the time.
0: It's (laughs)
1: 2020. Right. It's, it's not, this is not some new phenomenon. Like I refuse to believe that these people have never seen a black person, whether it be on TV, on the internet and have never seen any braids. And like I said, Google is your friend. Like Get on the internet and do some research if you are that curious, but don't make me a spectacle for nothing like it, my thing is that if it's like that much of an interest to someone, then they would have done the mm-hmm. research, so you couldn't be that interested in it just because I walked up and had to have it because you've seen it before like i just I don't know, I don't think that it's okay um I think that. You can compliment my hair. You can say, hey, it looks nice without asking me how I wash it. You can say that it looks nice without asking me to touch it. There's just so many different, um, you know, ways you can ask questions about it. Um, Like I've had people ask me, oh, how long did that take when I got braids? That's a valid question. Like that's a question people ask. Oh, that must have taken a long time. How long does it take? like that's fine but there are some things that are just offensive um and i don't i don't really think that i'd ever, you know, give a pass to someone and i'm just not in the business of like teaching someone about black hair because you can learn anything with youtube and google if um if it's that, you know, if people are that interested in it. what I will say though is if I ever met a woman who was not black that had a biracial daughter and uh, she came up to me and asked me some tips about hair you know in that aspect then I'd definitely be willing to help but if you just want to know point, because, yeah if you just want to know for shits and giggles then google is your friend
0: right no I, and I couldn't agree with you more like you know like I before you said that like I wasn't even thinking about, you know, those instances where, you know, folks do have kids that are biracial and they genuinely speaking, you know, obviously not familiar with the texture, especially if they, you know, get it from whoever the minority is in that situation. But no, I think, I think that's a valid point too. And, and low key, it makes me kind of want to find, um, you know, find a parent who's in that situation because that will be, that would be an interesting perspective as well. And kind of mm. how they navigate. So, you know, I'm I might make a note of that, I might do another part on that for sure. But just speaking about some of the other things that you were saying, you know, it's one of those things where and I'm sure this isn't just limited to the ladies' side as well, but I even think about for the fellas, you know, especially who may have either uh dreads or maybe even their hair braided or you know, I know nowadays, especially in terms of you know, how beard gains, everything has ran rampant in these last few years. And, you know, even just when I think about um, myself, so I don't, I don't have like a a long lumberjack beard by any means, don't get me wrong, but, you know, at least my line connects fellas, you know, we, we know how big of a thing, we know how big of a thing that is, but it's one of those things where, you know, I've had the kind of like karate chop the high up a few people, you know, who be. You know who be curious and everything. You know a lot of um, and I will just I'm just thinking about my own workplace. You know a lot of a lot of men, at least at my job, are are generally generally speaking babyface. So regardless of what race or whatever, and it's one of those things where some of those kinds of questions I still get in terms of you know the I'll I'll say the the insensitive parts in a sense, and then especially. Um, you know when they when they go and try to reach for it and try to grab it. You know I get that. It's similar to hair on your head. You know we know that obviously beards come in different shapes, sizes, textures, all of that stuff. Um, and then just being one of two. I'm just thinking about how many of us are there. I think one of one of two black men in the building at any given time. that's like oh boy, here we go. You know, I'm now all of a sudden, I'm, I'm the representative of beer game for black men everywhere all of a sudden. So, you know, just, just with some of those annoying pieces of it, it it really is real, y'all. And it's one of those things where it's like, hey, you know, can you at least, and I'll just pick on myself, can you at least, if you're going to ask me a question, demonstrate that you've done some sort of looking into, right? Google and the internet are your friends. Whereas, you know, if you, if you come up to me and say, Hey, you know, you know, thinking about growing my beard out, you know, do you use more of like a balm or cream to keep your hair down and all that? So that'll tell me, you know, Hey, you kind of looked into some, some stuff, you know, and everything. And I'll be more willing to go into a beard conversation. But it's it's one of those things where folks, you know, you just, you just got to use the internet, you know, you just got to, look because nine times out of the ten those those questions really don't have any merit you know one part is being nosy
1: in mm-hmm. that
0: sense. other part you know you just ask it for the sake of asking maybe small talk talk about a water cooler talk getting coffee in the morning i don't know but it really doesn't <laughs> have any weight to it. and it kind of reminds me i don't know if you heard about this story but i remember and I think this was not too long ago, but did you hear about the, um, like the black wrestler? I think this was in New Jersey, and he was at a, uh, a tournament, and basically one of the refs, presumably, I believe that was white, told him or asked him that he had to, you know, cut off his dreads, or so he couldn't compete in the tournament. Did you hear anything about that?
1: I did. Um... Also, I want to say that I did not know that you guys had the same problems with people touching your hair and your beard. So thanks for providing right. that and insight.
0: The, yeah, absolutely. No, and folks who know me in real life, I don't have dreads and nothing like that for sure. Um, but, you know, even just thinking about being a man, even having that outside additional perspective, maybe I need to find somebody with dreads to come on the part two next time. But, uh, but. Yeah, I you did know, hear about that story. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 get it too, for sure. Yeah, yeah. they they get it.
1: Too. Um, yep, and they really I do. Think, I think that like I can see men with dreads getting um that. And that poor story about the um the the wrestler, the teenage wrestler, it was super sad because it's like as an adult, I know how I would react, right? But could you imagine being a child? And, like, having to make that decision between, like, your passion that you worked so hard for and, like, cutting your hair, which is a part of your identity. I feel like that was just a very crappy thing um, and a terrible experience that he had to go through. Right? Especially since he... I think he ended up cutting them, you know? Um, Yeah. So, yeah, that's just really that was very heartbreaking. Um, but it's kind of similar to that, uh, teenager. I can't remember where he was, but, uh, his school told him he had to cut his locks in order to graduate because they got too long. They said they vol- uh, his hair violated the long hair policy. Um, the kid was like a model student had never been in trouble, you know, had good grades and they would not let him graduate because his locks were too long.
0: Yeah, that's, that's wild. The more, the more I think about it. And it's one of those things where, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to touch on a little bit about at least in California kind of what some of that looks like from the law and legal perspective. But before we, before we get to that part, you know, I wanted to kind of take this time to make like a, a dear white people segment in this show. And Ashley, I want you to try to think if you had to write a letter starting with dear white people about etiquette things to ask things to not ask why is it important not to ask and how this makes us feel when you do ask these things how would you write that letter
1: um i think that my letter to white people would be a little bit short um i think my letter would be dear white people why are you so fascinated with our hair if and dear white people if you can't answer that question with a legit answer then don't ask us any more questions about it and that's the end sincerely (laughs) ashley (laughs) right (laughs) no i
0: hear you it's funny things you know look but don't touch or look but don't ask or or just like look and then go research
1: you know honestly when i see white people, non-black people, and I see their hair, I don't think anything. If their hair looks nice, I'm like, wow, she has nice hair. And I move on. Like, I just don't understand how come when it's the other way around, there's this big fascination. Like, we shouldn't even, honestly, we shouldn't even have to have this conversation because I should be able to live my life with my hair and that's it. I should be able to have somebody say they like my hair and they move on. Like I just don't understand why we have to like everybody is so focused and so fascinated or so like mind-blown about our hair. I have never once in my life like I've seen white people with like locks that don't look very natural because you know their hair doesn't really naturally lock. I've never been like, "Oh my gosh, that's so amazing and crazy." Can I touch it? How do you do it? How do you wash it? Right. Like, I just say that's this person's hair and I let them live their life. I've seen people with, you know, green hair, blue hair, a mullet, just all kind of crazy stuff, dirty hair, all kind of hair. Mm-hmm. And I just move on with my life and mind my business. Um, now, when I see black women with hairstyles, because those are hairstyles that I would get or we have similar, similar hair textures or we can have conversations about the hair then I'll ask a question because it relates to me but I'm not going up to white people and asking a million questions about their hair because I'm not going to get that style so yeah dear white people like listen to everything that I just said and you should realize <laughs> why it's annoying because you're not getting braids or if you may but you shouldn't um So just why? Just why? Let us live.
0: Right. Absolutely. And I know that, you know, you generally speak and let folks, you know, go on with their hair and everything, but we got to go back a little bit because maybe this is still something that I'm (laughs) trying to get used to. But for the life of me, I'm not saying, you know, I'm, I'm an Einstein or the smartest person out here, but I really don't get the point of white people having dreads. Can you provide, and maybe I need to go find one who has, but can you provide some insights or some speculation on what that is about? How do they even get their kind of hair to lock up that way? And like, what in the world is going on? Because I tell you, especially being out here in California, those of you know I've been out here, what's it, 2020 now? I've been out here since 2017, and before I came off the East Coast, I ain't rarely or never seen no white people with dreads. And then I get out here to California in the Bay area and just be, you know, wherever I'm at and I'm starting to see it more often. So is there some kind of revolution going on? Like I don't, I don't get it. So, you know, help, help me with that a little bit.
1: Um, I don't understand why either. It always baffles me. I kind of think that it had something to do with like the hippie movement in Berkeley but I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, you know, I like I said, since I mind my business, I'm not walking up to white people with dreads asking them right. why and how they lock their hair. Um, so right. white people take notes. I don't know because I mind my business. Um, but I do know that um, sometimes um, like they have to go very long without washing their hair in order to get it to like matte like that. And then I think they shape it into a lock. But there's also like this whole community on Etsy of like these fake locks that can be installed mm-hmm. like permanently, and honestly, for black people, we could get um fake locks installed too, but there are some made like specifically for white people um where they just kind of um like somehow wrap their hair around it and since I do hair, I'm always just like looking up different hair hair videos and random stuff, so I was looking up ways to make faux locks. And on YouTube, I found um, that what they do is like they'll take some like synthetic hair that we use for braiding and they'll like put it all together and like get some kind of tool that like pulls and they'll just like pull the hair all out until it makes like this dread and then they'll install it in their hair. Um, So when you see ones that don't look super crazy and like nasty, then those are probably the ones that were installed that way. Um, and then if you see the ones that just look all like crazy and matted, those are like, I didn't wash my hair forever. And so this is what I ended up with.
0: Uh, maybe that's the case. Cause you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe I just ain't been out here long enough, but.
1: I don't like my, it.
0: I haven't seen, I haven't seen any that. Like look good. Like I, I generally, generally haven't. And maybe maybe it does look more matted, and I'd be like, dang, how did how they even get their hair matted, right, because we think about it, and even even with other races, we're not saying y'all all have the same hair type and hairstyle, but it's generally speaking, at least when I look at, you know, white women hair, for example, yes, some, there's curly and all that, but for, but by and by, the largest kind of group of hair types that I've seen is that, like, long and straight, and it's falls down kind of Dang, how do you you, like convert it like you know it's interesting but to your point like even even when I do see that it's still having that I would say kind of emotional intelligence and just really minding your own business and not going up to them and bothering them about it because you never know how to have it so you know to that point it was just something that you know, I always wondering myself and still continue to think, but, you know, understanding there's, there's right ways and wrong ways to do anything. And even to some of the advice you've been saying, you know, I can go Google it and all that and everything. So.
1: Well, look, know, let's, if you meet a white person with dreads and you decide to interview them on your podcast, please let me know when that episode airs, because I too well, don't understand why they do that to their hair. <laughs> and,
0: and, and, I, and you know what? I, maybe I need to look into that for sure. But I'm over here thinking, like, even right now, I'm like, dang, how do I even approach that kind of conversation? Yeah, with don't them? Do it. Of,
1: <laughs> Yeah, because, you know,
0: that, you know me, I'd be like, you know, that's cultural appropriation and what are you doing? And, you know, I think, and it reminds me, I feel like, I forget which movie it was, but I felt like, and this was a, some years ago, I felt like there was one movie that, um, Angelina Jolie had dreads. I don't know if it was a car movie. I was thinking it was Tomb Raider, but I don't think it was like that in Tomb Raider. But it was some movie where she had dreads, and at least, you know, I don't know if that was a wig or whatnot, but at least, you know, them dreads was presentable even for a white woman. So, you know, I don't know white people, maybe y'all go and find that movie I'm talking about, but at least the way that she had hers, they was looking cool, but. Needless to say, I'm I'm just speculating, and I am interested, and I do like to push the boundaries. So I might have to embark on that uh that suicide mission and see if I can (laughs) get get someone get someone from that perspective on the show because that would be dope for real. Like just to hear, you know, more about the journey and how they do it. But in the meantime, I'll put that off to the side, and it's um one of those things where you know there are tons and tons of similar stories and recounts and everything like you and i just wanted to kind of put in some of that like hr perspective i don't know if a lot of folks know this but um when the new year came in 2020 uh california was the first as normal to implement what was called the crown act basically this law prohibits and bans discrimination based on natural hairstyles. So I think that was a pretty big win. I think it's, to your point earlier, you know, it's a shame that we gotta have a law about hair. And it also raises it also raises the bigger question on why, why folks discriminating or holding back folks just because of how they wear their hair anyways. So, um, you know, who knows? That could just be something generational, but you know, it is kind of crazy. I appreciate the law. And I'm sure a lot of other people do. And I think maybe like New York and some other places trying to do it, if not already, but, you know, it's in place. And I do hope, I do hope things kind of get a little better in terms of that. And hopefully so many people, you know, don't have to worry about as much about folks asking them pointless questions, touching their hair and all of that. So that's, that's what I think about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm glad they passed the law, but I don't know if you can hear this, like, the annoyance in my voice at the fact that it has to be a law, but, you know, this is where we are, Um, and so if a law, I kind of feel like, you know, it's good to have that protection, but in the grand scheme of things, it's really hard to, um, you know, to keep, people who are racist from being racist um but it's definitely good to have that protection for when they cut up because you know they will <laughs> cut up um, they always cut. they perfect. always cut up um do you know i wonder um well i'm just wondering how this law um like if this law applies to like women in the military too i know that i had heard stories before about like women in the military um being discriminated against or just like being told that they had to wear their hair a certain way. And like, um, the military guidelines, it was very hard for black women to like fit their hair into those molds. So I feel like I want to just kind of Google, you know, to see if these protections, you know, protect the women in the military as well. Just kind of like a random side note that I just thought about.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, and I tell all of my hosts this very same thing, regardless about what topic it is, but it's impossible for us to talk about and have the whole hair conversation in one episode. So those of you that listen, Ashley, I'm telling you this too, there's going to be more parts of this coming out for sure. And just as we try to work on answering some of those questions and getting those perspectives, I think it'll make for a really uh, robust kind of like little mini series about uh, hair in the workplace as a whole, so for sure, um, I've been taking a lot of good notes, even on my own episode. And it's one of <laughs> those things where there's there's really questions that need answers, for sure. But before we prolong this episode any further, Ashley, I want you to let everybody know where can they find you, how can they get in contact with you, if you're in the Bay Area, how do they get a hold of you to have their hair done.
1: Um, So my Instagram for my braiding is at Slay, S-L-A-Y, Braids the Bay. Um, If you want to connect with me on my personal Instagram, it's underscore Slayonce. Once once again, Slay Braids the Bay and underscore Slayonce on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter or anything. Okay,
0: got gotcha. you. Hey, that one one is enough nowadays. So, uh, those of you who you are new, or even those of you who you know already, when in doubt, follow, look, search, do whatever at Honest Human Resources Podcast. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Group me if you have the app. So, when in doubt, feel free to search and connect with me by at Honest Human Resources Podcast. We talked about a lot of different perspectives that we're interested more in hearing about. So if you know someone who could bring that kind of perspective to the show, don't hesitate. Send me an email at Podcast at gmail.com. And then Ashley, thank you again so much for having the conversation, giving us your perspective. And normally I tell them bye, but I'm going to let you tell them bye. So tell them bye.
1: Thank you for having me. Um, bye, everybody. Thanks for listening and listening to me talk about hair in the workplace and you know the struggles that we have as um, you know black people in the workplace. White people. Bye. I hope you listen and learn something from this, and you know you'll think <laughs> of me next time you reach over to touch someone's hair.
0: Right. Absolutely. And until next week, y'all. Y'all be easy. This has been another episode of the Honest Human Resources Podcast. All right, talk to y'all then.